coffee? Oh, thanks. How did you sleep? Ugh, like a baby. I don't want to get out of bed. Ever. These sheets are... Mm, incredibly soft. What did you say they're called again? Performance bedding by Sheiks. <laughs> performance bedding? <laughs> yeah. They're made from super high-tech performance fabric. They're incredibly breathable, so you're not waking up at night throwing covers off and then an hour later throwing them back on. Huh. No wonder I slept so good. Since I started using Sheiks, I sleep like a baby. No more sweaty nights for me. No? Well... <laughs> well, I like them because they're soft. They feel like... Mm, silk. Performance fabric, huh? Maybe we should... Oh, I don't know. Try them out again? <laughs> <laughs> Comfort and performance for better sleep. That's Sheiks. S-H-E-E-X. Sheiks. Try Sheiks for 30 nights risk-free. Go to sleepcoolnow.com. Use promo code 1212 and get $40 off any sheet set. That's sleepcoolnow.com, promo code 1212. Sleepcoolnow.com, 1212. This is our number two here on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. My name is John Ziegler, and each and every Sunday we talk about the news of the week, the events of my often bizarre life, and where we also provide you with a three-hour oasis of honesty and rationality in the debate, which is the American media, cultural, and political landscape. Still a ton to get to over the next two hours, including my uh, Twitter slugfest with Sean Hannity. Unprovoked by me, by the way. Sean Hannity came after me, not just once, but several times, over really an issue that is at the essence, at least to me, of what's going on with the conservative media, the conservative movement, and the disruption that has occurred because of Donald Trump's nomination as the Republican presidential nominee, and now his election, and now the actions that he has taken as president-elect. So there's a ton that's wrapped within that onion there uh, with regard to Sean Hannity going after me. And also, by the way, it will relate to the future of this radio show. So I do promise to get to that uh, probably, uh, if not the end of this hour, beginning of hour number three, and you'll definitely want to hear that. Uh, so uh, make sure you get a chance to do that. Now, before we, we get to that subject, several other things I want to discuss, including I want to continue on with what transpired with regard to Trump's reaction to the news that the CIA is convinced that Russia, quote-unquote, hacked into the presidential election in an effort to get Trump elected. I already went through his statement, the three-sentence statement, which to me was... Um, it's just flat-out ridiculous. In fact, it was that, that doesn't even do it justice. I, I mean, it, it was insane. It, it was out of George Orwell's famous book, 1984. It had no relationship to the truth, no relationship to logic or rationality, and it was frankly downright scary. Even if you take away the backdrop of this, if this was about some other country that we don't have this history with, where Michael Flynn, Trump's national security advisor, having dined with Putin and being given an award, his prospective Secretary of State having been given a Friend of Putin award and done millions and millions of dollars of business with Putin. Even if you took that out of the equation, 
if a foreign government, especially an adversary, or maybe our number one adversary, was credibly accused by our own CIA of doing this, that statement, if we lived in a rational world, and I mean this sincerely, if we lived in a rational world, that statement would have brought at least some calls among Republicans for him to step down before he was inaugurated. I know that sounds crazy, insane, nuts. It's obviously never going to happen. But if we lived in a rational world, that's how off the wall, inappropriate, flat out wrong, that statement was at every possible level. But he didn't stop there. No, 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 no. He was just getting started. Because the next day, it was leaked that a couple things were leaked, actually. But one was that was really directly related to this, I've already referenced, is it was leaked, oddly enough, to Andrea Mitchell of NBC News, which gets my spidey senses tingling, that former Exxon CEO Rex Tillerson is going to be his Secretary of State. Rudy Giuliani announced he had pulled out of the process. So now Rudy, Chris Christie, Sarah Palin, Newt Gingrich, Mike Huckabee, all of the biggest or most sycophantic original Trump supporters appear, of course, with Trump, you never know until it's all over, appear to have been left out of the cold in this administration, which I got to give Trump credit for. And I will give Trump credit whenever he deserves it. And I think that's an interesting insight, if it's true, into Trump's personality, because it's perceived that he values loyalty above all else. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think he values loyalty at the time, but if he no longer needs you, if you are too quote unquote loyal, if you suck up too much, he doesn't respect you. And when he doesn't need you anymore, you're discarded. Again, it's a little early to be drawing too many conclusions because we don't know for sure who's going to be in the administration and who's not. But based upon the way things currently look with Rudy, Christie, Palin, Newton, Huckabee all out and Carson barely in and frankly in a position he doesn't belong in, you know, the fact that Ben Carson is going to be the HUD secretary is in some ways one of the most racist things I've ever seen. I mean, he has no qualifications at all. Apparently there was a rumor that he had grown up in, in public housing, not true, uh, apparently. Of course, you never know what the hell's true anymore anyway. But the reality is the idea that you, the one black guy that you know, you make him the HUD secretary is is really bizarre. But but Carson, you know, he, he apparently is going to be part of the administration. So he, he's one of the original suck-ups that, uh, that, that Trump, I guess, still respects enough, mainly because he needs him, because he didn't have any other black guys. Anyway, I digress. So let's go back to Tillerson. So it gets leaked that Tillerson, who had gotten this award from Putin, done millions and millions of dollars of deals with Russia, incredibly pro-Putin. It was against the sanctions against Russia. By the way, he's also pro-global warming, Trumpsters. He's also the guy as the head of the Boy Scouts was in favor of, of allowing gays into the Boy Scouts. This is your apparent Secretary of State, according to NBC News. Once again, further proving Trump is no conservative. No one expected him to be a total right-wing conservative. 
And I, frankly, in a lot of ways, I wouldn't want him to be, even, even though I'm about as conservative and libertarian as someone could possibly be. But the reality is a lot of what he told you, especially during the primary, was a con. And if Tillerson is, in fact, the secretary of state, there'll be further proof that it was a con. Now, I couldn't believe that Tillerson would be named immediately after this CIA revelation about Russia hacking into the election. That made no sense at all to me. Of course, I'm looking at things at least somewhat logically. I I figured that the CIA story was going to cinch it for Mitt Romney. And I'd been skeptical that Romney was never going to be the guy because that would be shocking and it would be politically stupid to put a mortal enemy in a position where Romney would have the power to basically sabotage Trump's presidency. Even though I was rooting for Romney to be able to do that because I think it would be good for the country. And I and I'm a, I like Mitt Romney. But the idea that it, Trump would go the opposite direction where you're going to be vulnerable on charges of being too soft on Russia because the CIA is saying that Russia helped you win the election on purpose, and now you're going to put a pro-Russian guy as your secretary of state? That just seemed insane. And it's possible that that's what's happening. There's also a possibility that this is a false leak. I don't understand if this was true. See, if I always go by the theory, okay, if something is true, let's do the math on it. And to me, the math doesn't fully add up on Tillerson, not just because of the CIA story. In a rational world, Tillerson should have been immediately toast because of the vulnerability on the issue of Russia. But let's pretend that, that Trump just doesn't care about that for whatever reason, or maybe he's actually emboldened by that. He wants to prove to the world that he doesn't care about it. Who knows? But if this was really true, how does Andrea Mitchell a very liberal pro-Hillary reporter slash host for MSNBC slash NBC. Get the story. That makes no sense to me at all. Because if this was really true, you would think that at the very least, somebody with a little more gravitas than Andrea Mitchell, who's an obvious left-wing hack at this point. I mean, she's married to Alan Greenspan, so that used to give her gravitas, but he's no longer the head of the Fed. So I I don't see why she would get the leak. And she didn't do this because she was, you know, really burning up the phones and doing a hell of a job reporting. That's not what she does. She's a celebrity. So she was handed this. So you would think that either somebody in the mainstream – with some real gravitas or someone on the right at Fox news channel would get by far the biggest scoop in the entire transition, who the secretary of state's going to be. So I'm skeptical that this story, which has been accepted as true, although today the chief of staff, Rince Priebus did give a little bit of an out saying, well, it's not a totally done deal that Tillerson's going to be Secretary of State. Well, that to me tells me it's not a done deal and that there might be other motivations going on here, which I will delve into when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. 
Welcome back. I'm John Ziegler. This is the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. So is Rex Tillerson going to be the Secretary of State? I don't know. Trying to predict what Donald Trump to do is going to do is much like trying to predict which toy a toddler is going to play with last or first or what have you. Uh, it, it's, it's really scary that, that really what's happened here is that the Secretary of State position has turned into a reality show. And that's my theory about what's really going on here. I think this is half reality show, and I, I think it's half trial balloon, see whether he, what he can get away with situation with regard to Tillerson. I don't think that the Tillerson decision has been made. I think leaking it to Andrea Mitchell of NBC on a Saturday when, by the way, Trump was going to the Army-Navy game in Baltimore and wanted that to be the story. I mean... It, the, the idea that you would purposely leak that uh, and it for it to be true makes very little sense to me. Doesn't mean it's not true, but it just doesn't make sense. What does make sense is they throw that up there with a reporter they don't even like, so if it turns out to not be true, Andrew Mitchell looks like a jackass. They throw it up there as a trial balloon. See how McCain, John McCain, Lindsey Graham, Marco Rubio how the media reacts. Are we going to really potentially get away with this? And then I think there's a chance. Again, I don't know what the percentages are, and I've stopped trying to predict things with regard to Trump. But if you try to use logic here, and I know that's very dangerous because we're living in a post-truth, post-logic world, especially when it comes to Trump. But if you try to use logic here, a scenario that makes sense is that the decision has not really been made This was a trial balloon. See how the reaction would be to Tillerson. And from a reality TV show standpoint, when you throw Tillerson out there and make it seem like he's the guy, now you can go back to, for instance, Romney. And all of a sudden, it's a shocker again. He has recreated the surprise element if it's Romney because for about a week... It wouldn't have been a surprise if he went with Romney. And that's what Trump, as insane as it is, really wants here. He knows that Secretary of State is the most important position. It's it's really pretty much the last big one to be named. And from his days with the Celebrity Apprentice, he knows you need a big climax. And for there to be a big climax, you need surprise. You need drama. That's what equals ratings. It's nuts, but that's how Trump looks at this. So by throwing Tillerson out there, it gives him the option to now go back maybe to Romney. Carly Fiorina's name got thrown out there today as just flat out crazy as that is. But it it basically reestablishes the opportunity for him to make a shocking choice. And by the way, Tillerson himself would be shocking because of the Russian angle. And so that's my best guess as to what's really happening. You know, John Bolton was considered a possible secretary of state, a guy who I like I've met. I've asked him a question at a, 
David Horowitz event here in Los Angeles uh, that I thought he I think he found to be rather humorous because I think I, I referred to him as the last guy in the Bush administration with any balls. And I talked to him about it afterwards. He seemed to appreciate that. He's gone off the deep end. He, he's now going to be apparently the, the undersecretary of state. He had been anti-Russia. Now he's out there saying that the CIA story about Russia hanging into the election might be a false flag planted by the Obama administration. Think about how nuts that is. But that's how willing John Bolton is to do what it takes to simply get the gig. It's crazy. This is this is the world we're now living in, folks. It's absolutely the twilight zone. More when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. My name is John Ziegler. This is the Free Speech Broadcasting Network, heard across this formerly great nation of ours, which is soon to be obviously great again since Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, where you can check out all of my latest Mediate columns. And there were three of those this week that I think you'll find of interest, including one which sparked a great deal of outrage from Sean Hannity and which uh, resulted in him attacking me Friday night on numerous occasions, which I'll get to uh, probably in the next hour of the program. But with regard to this, this whole Russia hacking the election on Trump's behalf part, and part of the reason why I'm discussing this in such great detail is one, it's really important Two, it just happened over the weekend and three, Very few other people in conservative talk radio are going to give this the full treatment because it doesn't fit the narrative. And it's not something that their audience really wants to hear because it makes you feel uneasy. It makes you feel like, ooh, wait a minute. This doesn't seem to fit right. So you just ignore it. Pretend it doesn't exist and you move on to other things like how biased the media is against Donald Trump for even mentioning this. So let's review the report about the CIA's conclusion, the insane, absurd, completely inappropriate and inadequate, to say the least, response by the Trump transition team, the leaking of Putin buddy Rex Tillerson as the secretary of state, John Bolton leaked as undersecretary of state, now completely reversing his prior positions on Russia and discrediting the CIA conclusion by claiming that it's a potential false flag planted by the Obama administration, which sounds like something Alex Jones would say, literally Alex Jones, the 9-11 conspiracy nut job who became very close to Donald Trump during this election and bizarrely never became a general election or even a primary election issue as he should have been. So you've got that. You also have the campaign manager for Donald Trump, Kellyanne Conway today, mocking, not just disagreeing. You can respectfully disagree, I guess. You can say, well, you know, the FBI hasn't necessarily come to the same uh, conclusion that the CIA, they're not quite as sure, they're not 100% 
positive of the motivations as to why Russia hacked into uh, this election. There's been conflicting reports over whether or not the Republican Party was hacked into by, by Russian hackers and decided to hold that information because they were, in fact, very much in favor of Trump winning. The Republican Party is saying that's not true, but of course they have a self-interest in saying that it's not true, and who knows, they might not even be fully aware that they were hacked into. So you have all of that, and then you have Donald Trump being asked about why it is that he's not taking intelligence briefings with the same regularity as other presidents-elect. And by the way, on a couple of different occasions, Donald Trump, not that hypocrisy means anything anymore, we're in a post-hypocrisy world. That, that issue is, is like infidelity. You know how Bill Clinton ended infidelity as being a, a major political issue, at least for Democrats? Well, you know, we're, Trump has completely obliterated hypocrisy. So the fact that on a couple of occasions, Trump has tweeted mocking Obama for not taking all of his intelligence briefings, and even though Obama was taking a greater percentage of his intelligence briefings than apparently Trump is so far, although Mike Pence apparently is taking the intelligence briefings. It's one thing to miss the intelligence briefings. It's troubling. I get it. You're busy. You're the president-elect, but it's not like you're a real expert in any of this area. You're a novice, so you would think it would be more important for you to take your intelligence briefings, but it's why Trump says He's not taking his intelligence briefings that is most troubling. He said today that he doesn't need to because he's, quote, a smart person and that he comes to right decisions with very little information. That's a quote. All I know is what's on the Internet. Yeah, that's a quote, folks. I don't need my intelligence briefings because I'm a smart person who can come to the proper conclusions with very little information. All I know is what's on the Internet. From Donald Trump, a guy who has never held public office. He's never been in anything remotely close to this situation before. He didn't study this in school. This is, this is not his forte, even though he, he claims he knows more about ISIS than the generals do. I mean, this is really bizarre, scary stuff. And I do not, I want to emphasize, I do not believe that Donald Trump is an actual stooge for Vladimir Putin. I don't believe that he is a Manchurian candidate, if you will. Referring to the classic Frank Sinatra movies movie from the early 1960s, where basically there was a, a uh, presidential candidate that or a was he senator or a presidential candidate regardless he was kind of a mixture of Joe McCarthy and also what what some people might think of Donald Trump today where he was basically a stooge for a foreign nation to try to take over the United States of America i do not believe that that's what Donald Trump is but folks there has never been as much evidence that that could theoretically be true than there is about Donald Trump. 
I mean, we've got Michael Flynn, a buddy of Putin, as his national security advisor. We've got Rex Tillerson, a buddy of Putin, apparently as his secretary of state. We have Putin praising Trump. We've got Trump praising Putin and lying about whether or not he knows Putin. He's told numerous different stories. Has he ever met him? Has he ever talked to him? The, the story keeps changing depending on the circumstances. And, and by the way, there was just a tweet out tonight, which is interesting, from the head of the Russian Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee, praising Trump's selection, if it's true, of Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State, saying the selection of Tillerson is sensational. This businessman, by definition, the pragmatist, so even a wide experience of work with Russia, Trump continues to amaze. That was tweeted by the Russian Parliament Foreign Affairs Committee head. Now, again, I want to emphasize, I don't believe that that's what's really going on here. I'm not sure what is, but even I think it's way too nuts, way too insane, way too crazy to comprehend that somehow Vladimir Putin is going to get a foothold in our White House through Donald Trump. I would like to understand what the hell's going on. I'd like to understand why he wanted Trump to win so badly. I'd like to understand why Trump is placating him so much. I mean, this is a bad dude. This is this is a murderer, as John McCain referred to him outside the Army-Navy game yesterday. Not to mention, he is our primary geopolitical foe as the last Republican presidential nominee, Mitt Romney, properly referred to him, who supposedly is still in the running to be the Secretary of State. And frankly, we need Mitt Romney there now more than ever, based upon the news of this weekend, but I have no idea if that's even still a possibility. So while I don't believe that Trump really is the Manchurian candidate, I'll tell you this. If Hillary Clinton had one half of the history and the things that I just listed for you happen since her election and with the history that Trump has with regard to Putin, if she was naming the same types of people like Flynn and Tillerson with their connections to Putin. And if we found out that the CIA believed with great certainty that Russia had hacked into the election to try to help her win, I can guarantee you that our side rightfully would be going bat crap crazy right now. They would be going, we would be going nuts. And the fact that our side largely is not, some in the, the elite, the intelligentsia, are concerned, are troubled. John McCain, Lindsey Graham, Marco Rubio have put out statements saying this is very troubling, all of this. And I don't think they would vote for Tillerson unless something really dramatic happened. And so Tillerson might not even get, get confirmed if, in fact, he is the Secretary of State choice. But by and large, there's not been even, even a remote percentage, not even 5% of what the reaction would be if Hillary had been elected 
under the same circumstances that we currently have with Trump with regard to Russia. And it is embarrassing. It is embarrassing for someone like me who used to think that our side, meaning the conservative side, actually stood on some semblance of principle that was actually better in most ways than the other side. That we, and partially because we were held to a higher standard by the news media, we didn't engage in blatant, obvious hypocrisy. This is clear cut. This is as obvious as it gets. It is, it is so clear that we are holding Trump to a totally different standard. Much, much, much lower expectations on Russia specifically than we would have with Hillary. We would presume that Hillary was a Manchurian candidate because she's a lefty and therefore she gets no benefit of the doubt. Well, Trump is a lefty too. That's the part that drives me crazy. Just because he's running with an R next to his name, that suddenly somehow gets him the any benefit of the doubt? Now, if he had a, a lifetime history of being a real conservative, even a remotely real conservative, and had built up some reason to trust him, I would say, okay, these are just red herrings. It's just weird that both Flynn and Tillerson got these awards in person from Vladimir Putin. But I don't have any reason to give him that benefit of the doubt. I don't have any reason to give him that trust because he's a liberal. He just conned you during the primary. And then because you hated Hillary, you had no choice because it was a binary choice. Oh, but Hillary is so horrible. Well, boy, I, I hope this is all just much about and do about nothing. Because this is some really very, very serious stuff if it's not. And speaking of the con job that Don the con did during the primaries and the general election, some more evidence of that when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. My name is John Ziegler. This is the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. During the commercial break, there has finally been a second. Boy, this story has evolved in a very strange way. A second confirming report from a major outlet that indicates that indeed Rex Tillerson will be Donald Trump's nominee for Secretary of State. This coming Instead of Andrea Mitchell from NBC News, it comes from Fox News, saying that the uh, former ExxonMobil CEO will be Trump's Secretary of State nominee. Now, yeah, I have a lot more faith in Fox News reporting on this than Andrea Mitchell because obviously Fox has a far greater connection and pipeline to Donald Trump than Andrea Mitchell would. But even this one makes me a little bit skeptical because the reporter getting the credit on it is not a major reporter, not even a known reporter, more of a producer type. doesn't mean it's not true. It just means, huh, really? So basically the bottom line here is 
it's still looking like Tillerson is going to be the Secretary of State, which is just mind-blowing to me. I think he's going to have a tough fight in the Senate, especially if John McCain holds to his guns, which he's indicated that he would, and Lindsey Graham will back him, and Marco Rubio has already indicated that he would likely be an opponent. That right there spells trouble. Doesn't mean he can't get nominated but or get get appointed or get, get approved. But the reality is I, I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't understand it if this is really true. And I have to accept that there's a very good chance that it is, though with Trump being Trump, anything is possible. I, I don't understand it. A guy, I mean, he obviously has a lot of foreign connections, including to Vladimir Putin, who he's done millions and millions of dollars of business with Russia, been given an award personally as a friendship award by Vladimir Putin, toasted champagne with him. Now, that, by the way, doesn't disqualify you from the job, but he was also against the sanctions against Russia. And he's also been awfully liberal on some social issues, not that that necessarily makes a huge difference, but the climate change thing does make a big difference because whether or not we stay in the Paris Treaty, the Climate Change Treaty, which I don't think we should because I think it was a bad deal, that's the Secretary of State's going to have a major role in that, and he is a huge proponent of the Paris Accord and believes in global warming. So, you know... <laughs> With regard to Trump, there's always a contradiction because Trump doesn't really believe in anything. Trump believes in Trump at any given moment. But he conned you if you thought that you were going to get anything close to a a real conservative. Now, supposedly, with regard to Tillerson, Condoleezza Rice actually put in a good word for him when she was at Trump Tower a week or so ago. Now, I like Condoleezza Rice a lot. And if she really vouched for Tillerson, then I'm at least willing to listen. I'm open-minded about it. Not that my opinion makes a damn bit of difference, but for whatever it's worth, that has weight for me. It's weird that Condoleezza Rice (laughs) might have ended up indirectly uh, affecting the, the Secretary of State choice of Donald Trump, but we're living in awfully weird times. So if if Condoleezza Rice thinks that Rex Tillerson is is worth having as Secretary of State, I'm willing to listen, but I don't get it. Especially after the CIA report, you are really putting yourself in a very bad position right off the bat. Because now no matter what you do on Russia, it's gonna it's gonna be perceived as coming from the wrong place. Whether you're too tough or too easy on Russia, you almost can't win. And, of course, it opens up the possibility that maybe, just maybe, Trump really has been charmed by Putin. Maybe he really does, as he said, really like Putin. Maybe he really does believe that Putin's been a better leader for Russia than Barack Obama has been for the United States, even though now he's chummy-chummy with Barack Obama. And the fact that he's now chummy-chummy with Barack Obama is one of the many indications that the entire campaign was a con. Because I think Trump and Obama are a lot alike in a lot of ways. I think that Trump is basically Obama for white guys. Promise the world. Pretend to be something you're not. 
be the media darling ratings giant. And they both pulled very similar upsets over Hillary Clinton. But the reality is that almost everything that Trump told you, especially during the primary, was nothing more than a con. It means nothing to him now. There are all sorts of examples of this. Let me give you one that happened with regard to Hillary just uh, yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Might have been on Friday. No, it had to have been on Friday because Trump was at the Army-Navy game yesterday. So on Friday, he's talking about Hillary. The crowd starts booing. The crowd starts yelling, lock her up, which Trump has already indicated, ah, I'm not going to do that. Even though, even though I told you I was going to do that, <laughs> it was only during a presidential debate. It was only on national television with her in the room when I said she'd be in jail if I was president. Ah, <laughs> never mind. Forget about all that. So he starts talking about her. They start yelling, lock her up. And he literally tells the crowd, he goes off the script, and he literally tells the crowd, wait a minute, there's a different reality before the election and after the election. And here's what that sounded like. And Hillary, and they were going to Michigan. No, it's okay. No, forget it. That plays great before the election. Now we don't care, right? Now we don't care. Ah. I mean, it's literally saying it, folks. Literally. And Hillary, and they were going to Michigan. No, it's okay. No, forget it. That plays great before the election. Now we don't care, right? Now we don't care. You were conned, folks. I told you you were conned. And that might not be the biggest issue to you, but it's not just on Hillary that you were conned. You were conned on everything. We have no idea what we're going to get come January with Donald Trump. You'll get our number three if you stay tuned in just a moment.